This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you in part by Rosedale Communications, offering author-centric literary consulting, writing, and editing services to help you capture your voice, craft your message, edit your content, and publish your completed manuscript for business or ministry online at craftingyourmessage.com. Hey there, it's producer Michael Miracle here. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. We are your on-air resource as a workplace believer. And check out our website for tons more I Work For Him resources. We've got blogs and podcasts and reading material and all sorts of fun stuff there. Plus, a link to listen to the live show several times a day. Yep, head to the website. That's IWorkForHim.com. IWorkTheNumberForHim.com. And the listen tab's up there on the top left. Click that, then click the live link, and you can listen to us live every weekday. That's IWorkForHim.com. I work the number four him.com. And now let's go ahead and kick off what we all came here for, hearing more about connecting what we learn on Sunday with what we do in our nine to five. This is the I Work For Him podcast. Why together on Tuesdays, though, Martha? Today's together on Tuesdays on I Work For Him. You know, I think it'd be fun sometime to have a listener call in and tell us why they think we do together on Tuesdays. But just as a reminder, um, I Work For Him is all about helping us to incorporate our work and our faith. And one of the things that we believe is the fact that if our marriages are struggling, it really affects our work and affects our testimony. And at the same time, if our marriages are thriving in the midst of the culture that we currently live in, especially, then um, we can stand out a lighthouse and a beacon for those that are um, looking for some answers and see the fact that um, marriage matters. So what's the best way for our listeners to engage with us, honey? The best way? Oh, let's see. Today, let's say the best way would be to call into our listener line. 866-713-9675. That's, of course, a one-way engagement because you hear my voice, but then you have to leave a message. Um, but you can let us know if uh, Together on Tuesdays has made a difference for you, um, if there's something you'd like us to talk about. But at the same time, the best form of engagement probably is to, of course, go to social media. We can be reached on, I hope, most of the platforms that people are using, whether it be uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, I know a lot of people don't think LinkedIn is a social media uh, platform, but Facebook, um, Instagram, I'm trying to get better at Instagram. That one I'm a little bit slower on. We don't post oh, every honey, you show do so on awesome. there, but um, we're trying different things and hopefully people um, can engage with us. And in fact, if they like us on Facebook right now, they're going to be in for quite a treat, I hope, over the next several weeks as we um, take the radio on the road. On the road again. That's right. I work for him. Goes on the road across the country. We're going to be on the road for five weeks. Incredible. Well, we're Somebody not- said to me today, good thing you guys like each other. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But this show today is not about us. Let me just, let me just preface it with this. Okay. Happily ever after. If you've been a listener on the show for any amount of time, you know that that phrase only applies to Disney movies. Marriage isn't about happily ever after. It's a lifelong commitment to one to another human being that you love dearly, who will at times bring you joy and other times bring you great frustration. So how do you learn to live the life within your marriage that God designed you to live? Well, 
There's a ministry organization in Jacksonville, Florida, that is working with churches all over the First Coast area, helping them set up an intentional discipleship process for marriage within the church. We've got Scott and Rachel Grogan here today. They're with LiveTheLife.org. LiveTheLife.org. Scott and Rachel, welcome to I Work For Him. Hey, hey nice guys. to be here. Hey, I'm so glad we've got you guys on the air with us today. Excited to hear all about Live the Life. But before we get into that, let's just, uh, Scott, you talk about how did you become a Christ follower? I grew up in a Christian home. It was a wonderful place to grow up. My parents were embedded into the church at every level, besides at every lay level anyway. They weren't employed, but he was a, my dad was a deacon, my mom did kids, and they both taught Sunday school, so I just naturally kind of grew up in the church. It was kind of my second home, and through that experience and through just, you know, Sunday school and learning about God and Jesus, I just really easily went into, when they asked me, hey, do you want to accept Jesus in your heart? I said, absolutely, yes, and I was at a very young age, uh, probably about five years old, and my parents made me wait to get baptized until I was seven, but I was chomping at the bit, and I finally got him to let me walk down the aisle and get baptized. <laughs> at the very just, mature age of seven. At the very you waited two whole years. Seven, right? That's awesome. Right. <laughs> so, um, so they just wanted to make sure that I understood, you know, more about it and what I was yes. doing. And I just kept following God after that. And, you know, I've had my times where I, you know, especially in my 20s where I kind of strayed from that. But in general... Um, God has been a very central part of my life. All right, we're talking today with Scott and Rachel Grogan from LiveTheLife.org. If, you, if your church doesn't have an intentional marriage program, and we're going to hear about all the details of all the things that Live the Life can help you with, but if your church doesn't have something specifically enriching and uplifting marriages, you guys need to talk to Scott Grogan, LiveTheLife.org, LiveTheLife.org. So, Rachel, the same question for you. What led you to become a Christ follower? Thank you for asking. I was really raised in a Christian home. Uh, there was never a time when I didn't go to church, really. And so um, mm-hmm. my parents really um, helped me get rooted and planted in God's house from the very beginning of my life, which I'm so thankful for. Uh, and um, I have uh, family that are that are pastors and ministers in the in the church and and all of that. And so growing up in church, I um. I really made a public declaration of my faith, again, like Scott said, at about seven years of age, ironically, um, Mm. and uh, was baptized at that age. Um, So I kind of grew up with all the right answers, if you will, if all the pretty answers, because, you know, you're taught to believe a certain way in church and all of that. But as I grew up and became an adult, I really had a faith of my own. You know, as life experiences kind of rolled out, and as, you know, you go through the tough moments in life, you start to say, okay, this is where the rubber meets the road. What am I going to really believe about God? I know that foundation is there, but can I put it in my own words? Can I have that relationship and connection with Him without my parents telling me what to do? Mm -hmm. Um, And so over the course of my life, I just started to uh, develop an intimate and confident friendship with the Lord. Um, and so that's where I am today. That's fabulous. So with that, Rachel, how, where, where in that story did you meet Scott? Well, we met uh, about 15 years ago uh, from today. And so um, we met at church. Uh, of course, I kind of, I've always <laughs> been in church. And so um, 
we we had over the summer 15 years ago we had an early morning prayer meeting and so he and i both decided to jump in that group of people and go pray early in the morning it was like 5 30 or 6 30 in the morning everybody before work would go get together mm. and um there was just somebody sitting there at the prayer meeting afterward just kind of looked like they were all alone like nobody was really talking with them and so i had this thought well i need to go talk to that guy and make sure someone says hello to him you know and mm-hmm. Scott has the has the same idea at the same time. So I didn't know him at the time, but Scott walks up too to this guy and says, "Hey, what's your name? How are you doing? We saw that you were sitting over here. We want to come say hi." And so through going to talk to that guy because he was all alone, we got to meet each other in that conversation Scott and I did. And so from from then on, we just you know, kept getting to know each other and and later on got married. All right, Scott, so when you started dating Rachel, and then eventually got married. Did you imagine that it would be life lived happily ever after? Yeah, I, I pretty much was banking on it. I had <laughs> got to a point in my life when I didn't want to have anything to do with dating because, my again, my that goes back to my 20s. I, wasn't necess- I was kind of chasing love instead of God, mm-hmm. and I, I kind of swore off all of that at one point. So I really prayed about it before I even started dating Rachel. Uh, I really prayed to God. I said, God, you know, I just closed this off. Like, you know, focus on you. Is this really what you want? And I just really felt strongly uh, from him that this was this was what he wanted. And so I really, I went into it, you know, very confident that this was the woman I was going to marry. <laughs> I'm not have, sure. Have a very Ra- good life with. <laughs> Rachel, I'm not sure he answered the question, though. <laughs> so, so when you got married to Scott, did you think it would be happily ever after? Absolutely. I mean, he and I both, we come from families where, you know, when you're married, you're together for life. You know, you, you, you enjoy this thing, you know? And so, um, and so we, we both kind of went into dating, like, you know, we're not dating just a date. We're dating with a purpose and, Mm -hmm. um, that purpose is marriage. Otherwise, why the heck are you together? You know? (laughs) Right. Um, so, so yeah, absolutely. He, he was just a fantastic guy to meet. So, yeah, and, and just to like kind of expand on that, I didn't go into dating thinking that I was always going to be happy because I grew up with healthy parents and we realized that <laughs> healthy parents have struggles, right? And wow. they, they weren't always happy, but in terms of ever after, in terms of the long span of things, we definitely, I definitely had that envision in my mind that this is a girl that, you know, God was going to bless me with. Right. We were, we were going to be happy over the long haul, you know? All right, today we're talking with Scott and Rachel Grogan from livethelife.org. Scott and Rachel, right before the break, I was asking, okay, did you expect the happily ever after thing? And Scott gave me the great biblical answer. No, I expected it to be, you know, I had healthy parents. That Actually, they, I thought that was a that, great answer. It was a great answer, but it wasn't the answer I was looking for, Scott. Oh. So, Rachel, did you grow up in a healthy household where you automatically thought that life was going to be normal, that it wouldn't, that marriage wouldn't be perfect, or did you live the typical girl dream thinking that marriage would be happily ever after? Well, I, I come from a, I do come from a healthy Christian home um, where really my parents, my grandparents, my great grandparents, like there is not divorce in the family line that I can remember. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I really had a healthy view of marriage. And so um, I was not taught this pie in the sky thing like, hey, you know, your marriage will be all, um, all gravy for the rest of your life. But what I was taught 
is that you get out of your marriage what you put into it. Mm -hmm. So if you want an enjoyable relationship, if you want a happy, healthy, vibrant relationship, make it happen. Put that effort into it to get that out of it. Right. Okay. So, but the reality is though, Scott and Rachel, isn't it true that most people enter the covenant of marriage thinking happily ever after, but what is the reality that really faces married couples? Yeah. So I, I think you hit the point really well that it's, it's not going to be happy all the time. And that's definitely something our society kind of paints as we're struggling, you know, through marriage. But what we have to understand and what we have to realize is that marriage is really centered around sacrifice. It's centered around giving up what we want for what is best for us. And I think that's the hardest thing that people have to grasp is that it's a relationship and every relationship means I have to give. And and marriage is probably the relationship where you have to give the most. And effective marriages and healthy marriages are the ones that learn to do that and learn not to hold on to me so much. It's not about me, me, me. It's really about us. And that's the hardest reality because everything in our society trains us yeah. to, to look out for me and to look out for what's my best interest. And then you all of a sudden are in this relationship, and now it's about us. That's for that's sure. The hardest thing I would think. So, Rachel? Yeah, I think that... that um, Quite honestly, the reality that every married couple faces is a chance to grow and become more and more like Christ every single day. Um, all throughout your marriage, from the, the day you say I do through the rest of your life, um, there are opportunities over and over and over again to grow and become more like Christ every single day. Like when I think of um, becoming like Christ, he was a spirit-led person. You know, we can be led by our bodies. We can be led by our souls, like how we think, how we feel, how we act. Or we can be led by the Spirit, you know. And um, and and when we are Spirit-led people, we're always looking for ways to consistently become more and more like Christ every day. And, you know, Jesus, I really look to Him to be the perfect model for marriage. I know that's the cliche answer to say on Christian, Christian radio station, but... But really, he was the perfect model for how to do marriage, even though he was not married. Um, it he really was selfless. It, he was. I'm sorry, go and, ahead. Nope, that's okay. So the verse that I picked for today kind of segues into that, and that's John 10 that says, the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. And that's yeah. what our society is doing with marriage. But my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. So how do you see that in terms of the reality of marriage? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, I, I think that... Oh, don't um, fight, don't fight. Okay, come on, ladies <laughs> first. <laughs> Scott, go ahead, go ahead. You know, so um, at Little Life, we teach that marriage is a reflection of the image of God on earth. That mm-hmm. you've got two people working as one. It's not one isolated person looking out for themselves. It's two people that are now working as one thing. And that reflects what God is. He's a three-part God in one, you know. So he's never been alone except for what we say is on the cross. You know, he was that's the only time he's experienced aloneness, and he hates that. And the devil wants to come in, and he wants to make you alone. He wants to separate us. And he looks at marriage as the image of God, and he hates that. So he attacks it, and he wants to split that up, because that's what God meant for us. He's designed us to be in this relationship where we're giving, and we're giving, and we're sacrificing, because that's who God is. Mm-hmm. That's part of mm-hmm. his nature. It's part of his character, is that he gives. 
And we learn that in marriage. And it's not an easy lesson for some people. You know, it's not an easy lesson for anybody. And it's something I'm still learning in my life. You know, I'm still learning to give more to Rachel, and she's learning to give more to me. And as we do that, that's what that's what gauges the health of our marriage. Is when we're really selfless and we're acting like God, you know, then our marriage thrives. But when we start getting selfish, then you know that's when Satan is kind of having his way, and he's trying to separate us and making us alone again. Um, well, and I I love that. Hey, today we're talking with Scott and Rachel Grogan, and we're talking about the ministry that Scott's involved with all day long. is called LiveTheLife.org, and Rachel comes alongside of him with this, but she's also the director of marriage and family at Celebration Church there in Jacksonville, Florida. But these two live and breathe lifting up marriage all over the place. Rachel, when you see the attack on marriage, and you see it in the church environment, what? I mean, how is how do you see the enemy trying to destroy, steal, kill, and destroy what God had intended in marriage? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, like Scott talked about, the enemy really wants us to be alone. Um, and the solution for our aloneness is our spouse. I mean, you think of Adam in the Bible. Um, he was alone, and God said, this is not good. And so God's solution for our aloneness is really uh, our spouse and being able to meet each other's needs. And um you know, there are times in marriage when you feel like you are alone and your needs are not met. And I think that the enemy loves to kind of come in at that place of pain um, and really kind of divide the relationship. But God, God's saying, look, hey, you know, we've got a solution here, and that, that solution is standing right next to you, your spouse. So if you guys can work together to meet one another's needs, you're really going to feel loved. Hmm. All right. So let's just talk about your own marriage. Before we get into really live the life and, and what's going on there at Celebration Church, let's talk about your own marriage. How have mm-hmm. you seen the enemy? We'll ask Scott first. We'll put him on the spot. How have you seen the enemy direct attacks at your own marriage? Oh, gosh. One of the biggest things is uh, personality. Uh, you know, you, you I was 29 when I got married, so I had a very set personality. And when I entered marriage, that personality didn't really necessarily compliment Rachel's and we were you know I was holding on to me um and I was you know I was mm-hmm. defending me and, and my thoughts uh, so I ha- I tend to be a, a more uh we call it a lion personality here uh so I tend to be a lion personality where I feel like I'm always right I feel like you know I am you know Rachel's wrong if she just gets it straight then it'll all work out and that's what Satan's trying to tell you. He's just trying to make, make the other person an enemy. Um, and so I would, you know, pursue her in arguments, and, you know, she'd be <laughs> running down the hall trying to get away because she's the, yeah. the golden retriever personality. And the golden retriever flees from that, doesn't want to deal with conflict. And so I'm sitting here chasing her. We're, you know, I grew up in a house where we argued, that, and it never was a, a big thing for us. And, um, but in her house, that just wasn't something that we saw a lot. So she would run, and I would chase her and pursue her, and and I was trying to get my way. So I had to learn to realize that there's more than one way to do things. But yeah, you know, Satan's always trying to come in and trying to make the, your spouse the enemy, and you and trying to vilify this person that you've sworn to love for the rest of your life. And if you let him do that, it very easily you can start you know walling off that person and looking at them as defective. So that you don't, you have reasons why I'm not going to engage with this person because they don't deserve it. You know, they don't think right. They're wrong. 
So, Rachel, how do you deal? How do you deal with that? I mean, I want to make sure I give you a chance because he's telling you how you think and everything. I want to make sure that I mean, <laughs> how, how do you deal with all that? The reality, well, the differences in your personality and how you handle conflict. Yes. Well, we are very, very different personalities. Um, we, we like to say that, um, you know, we've got some personality assessments here at Live the Life that has really benefited us personally. Um, and so Scott is a very hard-sided lover with the type of personality he is. I'm a soft-sided lover. So in conflict, he pursues to, to that debate. And I'm like, get me out of here. Where, what are you talking about? I want to I escape as fast as I can. And so just understanding that dynamic um, and understanding each other's personalities really goes a long way in relating in conflict and in personalities every day. Mm-hmm. LiveTheLife.org. They're an organization. Well, there's no reason I should tell you what the organization is all about. Scott Grogan, what is Live the Life all about? Yeah, so Live the Life basically strengthens marriages and families and relationships. That's our main goal. And we do that by coming alongside local local organizations it could be the church it could be you know community organizations and and we try to resource those those organizations so that they can provide more education for the people and in my case in jacksonville because that's what i'm over i'm over jacksonville in the northeast region so we're just trying to increase the number of opportunities that couples have for marriage education and then we're trying to connect couples to that like we'll advertise we'll do that kind of thing to try to get people to all of these things that are happening in Jacksonville. And then on top of that, we do provide marriage resources at our office. So you can send somebody to our office and get help with their marriage. All right, but Live the Life's not just operating in Jacksonville. You, you Tallahassee, I mean, you're all, oh, you got stuff in Miami going on. You guys are doing stuff all, is it just in Florida? Is it all over the country? So it's, um, our, our main bases of operation are in Florida, but yes, we have things going on all over the country. We work with the military, so we have contracts to do military retreats, and uh, we go out there and try to help our men in the armed forces. You know, they have struggles, you know, that are, you know, just crazy because of deployment and that type of thing. So we'll go out there and just love on them for a weekend. Um, we have contracts out in New Mexico. Um, we also do some work up in Wisconsin, and we're uh, doing some stuff in Atlanta right now. And then in Florida, we have our Tallahassee office. We have our Bradenton office. We've got our Fort Lauderdale office, which is what we call the South Florida office. And then we have a new office kind of opening up in Bay County, which is the highest divorce rate county in the state of Florida. And we're opening up there so that we can see if we can have an impact there, like the impact that we're having here in Jacksonville. All right. So let's talk about what that impact is, Scott Grogan, with Live the Life. What... When you look at, you come alongside organizations, you come alongside uh, churches, what does it look like? It, what does your engagement look like? There's so many different things you guys do. What, is, what does some of that look like? Yeah, so um, when I go to the church, we, we try to figure out where are you with your marriage ministry? You know, do you have one? Do you have one that's already growing and really healthy? Are you kind of in the middle? And then we try to resource them. We have on our staff combined, I think we figured out that we have over like 150 years of marriage education experience that we can draw from. So we can go through, go into it as a consultant and help pastors or ministry leaders try to define what their marriage ministry is going to look like and try to resource those marriage ministries so they have what they have necessary. In some instances, we can even help them, you know, through through events and things like that so that they have stuff. Again, we're just trying to increase those resources available to the people here in town so that they can find a place if they need to get help. Um, and sometimes 
sometimes there are very growing ministries already, like it's a very healthy ministry, and we just want to go in there and say, hey, how can we help? How can we make this better? How can we drive people to you so that people know that this resource is out there? Because one of the biggest reasons people get divorced is they don't know where to go. So if we can connect them with a lot of different resources that they can go to and try to get help for their marriage, we know that we can make a difference. And that's statistically what we're seeing is that there is a model that works. You just got to connect people with it. Mm. So, Scott, when you are, are reaching out to churches and talking to them and trying to find, you know, talk to them about marriage ministry, what would you say, I mean, is the average church actively helping marriages or is it uh, just something that they have a good intention but maybe not acting it out what do you see and what we find in general and again this does not represent all churches at all there are some extremely active in marriage ministry churches mm-hmm. and we love those when i go find those i'm like yes they get it um but what we see a lot of times in churches is we'll go into a church and they have very defined uh, ministries all around marriage so they'll have like a really defined men's ministry, very defined women's ministry, very defined youth ministry, kids' ministry, and all these defined ministries, but they all circle around marriage. And what we try to try to help churches understand is that if you actually engage the marriages, you're actually going to help all of those other areas. So it's almost sometimes better to just have the marriage ministry focus on that and get the marriages strong, and then you'll see that filter down into the youth. You'll see it filter to the men. You'll see it filter to the women because this is the relationship that brings us health on this earth better than any other relationship. Well, um, now you you mentioned that there, you, when you walk into a church and you find out they've got a marriage program and they just get it and, and you're like, yes, they get it. Well, Rachel, you work at one of those churches, Celebration <laughs> Church there in Jacksonville, Florida. You're the director of marriage and family. And in some churches, they call you the pastor of marriage and family, but you're the director there. What does this job look like for you? Well, really, um, it's it's a dream because uh, we partner with Live the Life, so I get full access to my husband in ministry work hours, which is great. Um, so really, um, we reach um, several different audiences of people in our marriage ministry. We reach singles, and we want singles to, to prepare to find and maintain the marriage of their dreams, engage couples. We want them to embrace a lifelong and healthy plan for marriage. We reach healthy marriages. Because we want them to grow and thrive in today's culture, we reach struggling marriages to help them transform into life-giving, fulfilling relationships, and parents to equip them to raise healthy, mature adults as children. All right, so Rachel, let me just ask you this question. How long have you been doing this job as director of Marriage and Family there at Celebration Church in Jacksonville? Uh, really since this new year as director, okay. but really right. uh, for the last three years have been working in these ministry areas. Do you guys have small groups there at Celebration Church? Yes, we do. Okay. So have you ever gotten done a study on the impact of a, of a marriage in trouble on the small group environment? Like, have, um, I have not done a study per se, but I do know that that support aspect to a marriage is so, so helpful. Um, for the longevity. And that's one of the key values mm-hmm. we have is to connect to support, which is a very well a small group. Mm-hmm. We're talking today with Scott and Rachel Grogan from livethelife.org, livethelife.org. They can help your church get a marriage ministry started up. And, and, and if you've got one to help it get refined and go to another level. So Rachel, where I was really asking is that, well, additionally what I'm asking 
is when somebody's marriage is in trouble and they're involved in a small group, mm-hmm. do you see that that impacts a small group negatively or do people pull out so that they don't impact a small group? I mean, how does a marriage in trouble impact the church? Absolutely. And, and you know, when someone's struggling, they need some extra care. And sometimes in a small group, the attention can kind of be turned toward that couple. What I do really is to equip my small group leaders to know their resources. And a lot of my, my marriage small group leaders, they're, they're certified marriage coaches through Live the Life. So they really have three components that they're equipped to do with a couple. They've got vision, skills, and support down pat, and they know what to do with that couple. Sometimes they say, you know, as a small group, we're going to go through content that hits all three of those areas, vision, skill, support, which would allow those couples in crisis to learn in the middle of a small group how to proceed. Sometimes it's like, hey, let's talk offline. Let's get you a good next step. Let's talk offline to, to practice and learn some skills to help you for the practical side of things. All right, so Scott, Rachel just said something really cool. Okay, so they got a bunch of mentors at Celebration Church that have been trained from Live the Life. What is that training all about? Yeah, so we train people in a program called Adventures in Marriage, and Adventures in Marriage is our core curriculum that we train in. And what it does is it gives people a a really good basis for if I sit down with a couple, we, we can give them practical skills that they can use in their marriage to solve things. So I'm not sitting down as a coach trying to, like, figure out past wounds and all that kind of stuff. I'm just sitting down as a coach saying, hey, here's a skill. Let me teach you how to use it. Let's practice that type of thing. And when you empower your leaders with those kind of skills, it really helps them be able to deal with marital strife easier because then it's not a counseling session. It's just, hey, I'm teaching you how to do these things. And it it protects them and it makes it a little more comfortable for them because they don't have to feel like they have to have all the answers for for married people because truthfully that can be kind of daunting for people but we have about 50 trained people at celebration specifically that can sit down with a couple and we would feel very confident that they can take them through some skills communication skills conflict resolution resolution Mm -hmm. skills and skills are just going to help them walk through some really difficult areas of their life and, and they're trained to do that. So it's just, you know, they sit through our Adventures in Marriage class, and then we have a certification class afterwards that kind of goes through some of the struggles that they might see. So that's one of the things that you offer whenever you're connecting with churches and saying, here's something that we can give you this, um, you said it was kind of your um, core curriculum, the Adventures in Marriage Mm-hmm. Yep. So you go around and train people in that. I love that because, like you said, um, giving people just some skills because who doesn't need to learn better conflict resolution, exactly. you know, in all yep. areas of our life? And um, if we What do you mean? <laughs> I know you're just going to be the ham right now, aren't you? So <laughs> we could totally identify, by the way, with what you guys were saying because I, I grew up in a uh, conflict aversion home and mm-hmm. Jim grew up in the Italian German home. And uh-huh. so, yep. you know, everything, you know, what you're having for breakfast is a, is a discussion, you know, so <laughs> right. uh, I wasn't used to that, but so we have had to learn those same skills. So mm-hmm. I love that you're teaching skills that people can use and then they don't feel like, Oh, we're in another session. That's mm-hmm. great. Rachel, where'd you really get your passion? Go ahead. Um, yeah. A lot of skills, a lot of times we go to marriage seminars and things like that, and we'll hear a lot of vision about what marriage should look like, but then we're kind of leaving with, well, how do I get my marriage there? 
And right. that's what Adventures in Marriage really focuses on. And Hope Weekend, uh, uh, like one of our marriage intensives that we have, really focuses on giving people those practical skills that can help them in real-life situations. Mm. All right, we come back. Really want to dig into where did you guys get your passion for marriage? Scott, why don't you tell people how they can get a hold of Live the Life? You go to livethelife.org and just check on our website. You're going to be able to get connected to a lot of different resources on there that can help your marriage and get you connected with the right people. And Rachel, what about you at Celebration Church? How do they find you? Celebration.org. Celebration.org. We are talking today with Scott and Rachel Grogan about livethelife.org. That's livethelife.org. It's pretty exciting, Scott and Rachel, to hear two guys, two a couple, two of you, both getting engaged in marriage ministry in two different ways. Scott, what I want to know is, as you and you know, what what got you and Rachel so excited and, and to engage in marriage ministry? Why? Where'd your passion for marriage come from? Well, I mean, I think it started with my parents as I saw that relationship and they just had such a good foundation and they were always there through all these struggles. And that is just something that I inherently always wanted. And again, I chased after it when I was in the 20s, my, my 20s the wrong way. I was kind of running after women instead of running after God and then letting him find me the woman. And, um, and I just had this passion to get in this relationship. And truthfully, my whole 20s was horrible. It was the dating world today is just a really lonely place to be in. And when I experienced that, marriage to me was like a breath of fresh air. Because it was like, gosh, I could, put, I could put all that behind me and I can move on. And um, Rachel and I, we, we have had problems. I'm not saying it's perfect, but overall, we have a great marriage. And it brings me joy. It brings me life uh, it brings me support and through that i get really passionate about trying to connect other people to that same kind of experience i think that's key because um there's not a lot of places that people get that and having the opportunity for you guys to be able to connect people to something that has eternal perspective is huge so i we really yeah. hope that people will learn about this um opportunity by going to live the life.org all right, so mm-hmm. Scott and Rachel. Well, Rachel, will let you answer this question. You guys have been married, you said, 15 years, or very close to 15 years. You've known mm-hmm. each other 15 years, something like that. All right, so <laughs> you heard 15. I, I, know, I heard 15. <laughs> What's the biggest thing you guys have struggled with in your marriage that Live the Life helps train churches to help couples work through? Wow, that's a great question. Um, Live the Life has honestly um, provided a lot of structure for how to do this thing called marriage. And um, and really just pointing back to what we talked about earlier about personalities, that was a very enlightening tool and skill and assessment to learn. Um, you know, he's a very um, hard-sided lover. Um, I'm a very soft-sided lover. And so just working out that conflict and having conversations um, has been super helpful. So the way the personalities kind of work is there are three areas to consider in any in any uh, issue that you face. You've got me, you, and then the issue. And so for my personality, I would cancel out me. And I would say you and the issue, those are super important to me. Forget about me. Who cares? Like, set me to the side. Hmm. It doesn't matter about me. Let's Let's figure out you and let's figure out the issue. And so with his personality... He would, out of those three things you could, you could potentially cancel out, he would cancel out you. So in other words, me. 
<laughs> so he, it would for a lion personality, the hard-sided lover, he was like, hey, it's all about me and it's all about the issue. Forget the other people. Forget you, you know. And so, I mean, obviously that's the extreme version of those personalities, but really every personality can tend to cancel out something. And so if I'm canceling out me and he's canceling out me, oh, wow, you know, over the course of time, that could be hard. Um, so just learning that balance, you know. So for me, on my side of things, it was learning to be assertive, learning to speak up. What do I prefer? Where do I want to go out to dinner when we go on a date, you know? And then him, you know, with his personality, he knows, you know, like, for example, we go out on a date night. And he says, hey, where do you want to go out to eat? And I say, I don't know, wherever you want to go. And he'll say, no, really, I'll, I'll wait for you to pick. Instead of just saying, yeah, I'll pick. It doesn't matter what you have to say anyway. He, he literally prefers my answer and, and gives me that chance to be assertive. We just want you to make a decision. Just please make a decision. We We're have that tired. same struggle, you guys. We're tired of making the decisions all the time. Somebody help us. Okay. Yes. Uh, Scott Grogan with Live the Life. I really want to make sure that before we get off the air today, people know how to engage Live the Life in their organization, in their church. Let's just say that you come up to my church. I don't have a church. But let's just say you come up to my church. Uh, and you're talking to my pastor, and we don't have anything for marriages. We do have small groups. We don't have anything specific for marriage. How can you help our church? Yeah, so what we do is we we just have a, a model for how to identify specific couples in your church that can champion marriage and be that marriage champion because you need that. Because um, mm-hmm. pastors can't do everything by themselves. So we're coming in not saying, hey, pastor, you got to run all this stuff. We're coming in help saying, can we help you find somebody in your church that will help you run all this stuff? You know, and so the first process that we have, if you have nothing, is to find those people. So, you know, have some kind of marriage event or something like that where you're identifying finding those people and having really clear next steps of how they can get involved and help that marriage ministry grow into a place of health. Um, and then from there, we're trying to train that person and teach them how to grow that ministry, and then they can bring that back to the church and see that implemented. And um, so that's kind of our first steps as we walk into a church is, okay, who is that person that's going to win this? And sometimes they have somebody on staff. Sometimes it's, you know, a, a marriage and family guy that they've hired. But a lot of the time— Or a marriage and family church. lady that they've hired. <laughs> <laughs> like the one yeah. on the air. Exactly, <laughs> right. You totally um, pay for that later. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was my... Uh, well, just hang, just hang there for a second, Scott. Just hang God. there for a second. Okay. Hang in there for a second, yeah. Scott. Uh, all right. So, Rachel, when Live the Life comes alongside you at Celebration Church as the marriage and family director, what does that look like for you at Celebration? For me at Celebration, uh, you know, we've got small groups, workshops, marriage events, and we also like to resource individual couples. So really, if I say, hey, small groups, for example, hey, you know, we've got, you know, this set of curriculum options out there. We need something new. What do you what do you suggest? Live the Life really is well versed in tons of different options. Um, Not only are they well versed in options that the programs that they can put out and provide, but also tons of other things with other organizations, other marriage content that's out there. So small group curriculum, they help that help with that workshop content. Uh, I just went to my husband the other day and I said, hey, I want to do a parenting workshop. 
what can you what can you give me and he literally put together a custom curriculum for a workshop and we've been filtering that through our locations for our multi-site church mm-hmm. um individual resources for individual couples like when we have those people reach out and say hey i need a next step for where we are in the season of life we're in they help me provide a structure to what those next steps could be um and and so with the live the life website at livethelife.org we can literally go on with that couple to their website and say here are all the options all around jacksonville where you can get involved right now for what you need and so, so super helpful That sounds like it. And Rachel, what I want you to do right now is just speak to our listeners that may be either on staff at a church or see a need for this at their church. What do you, as not as the livethelife.org staff person, but as somebody who's received the the help from that organization, what can you say to our listeners to encourage them with their next steps? Yes, absolutely. I encourage everyone listening, whether you're a church or just a couple listening, a married person listening, Mm -hmm. vision, skills, support, vision, skill, support. That's where it's at. Um, And really, you're doing better than you think. (laughs) You're doing better at this thing called marriage than you think. And so a lot of churches are strong in the vision aspect of marriage and how to have a lifelong marriage. But really, the skills and support is so important. Um, just practically and relationally to have those people come around you. So vision, skills, support, that's what I would love to drive today. Scott Grogan, livethelife.org. Talk to people about you know, you've, these hope weekends. Talk about what, what's a hope weekend all about? Yeah, so we have a, a marriage intensive that has an amazing track record. We did a um, multi-year study where we had you know over an 80% success rate of getting people back from divorce. So the people that are usually coming to this, um, it's in a, mar- a marriage intensive weekend, three days, you know, eight hours every one of those days. It's really, really strong bonding kind of experience for couples and trying to restore that hope in their life to where they can actually act- fix their marriages. Because a lot of the times when they're at that point of divorce, they're like, there's no hope. This right. can't work. There's nothing that can change this around. And then as we go through the week and we're teaching them skills and we're giving them assessments and letting them know more about themselves, and, you know, giving them a little self-awareness of where they're at. And then we're, we're giving them these skills that actually seem to be working. We just introduce that little bit of hope that, hey, there's another alternative than divorce. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be divorced here. And, and then we can follow that up with counseling and things like that after the weekend. But we have an 80% success rate of getting people out of divorce court and, and back on the road to a healthy marriage. That's a pretty huge number, 80%. I love that. Yes. All right, Rachel Grogan, give your give church, your church a quick plug before we say goodbye. Celebration Church in Jacksonville, Florida. We would love for you to check us out, celebrationjacks.org, celebrationjacks.org. And Scott Grogan with Live the Life. Thanks for sharing Live the Life with us today. People want to get engaged with you. They just got to check you out online, livethelife.org. The life. Thank you, Scott Grogan. Hey, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, it was a pleasure to have both of you, Scott and Rachel Grogan, on the line talking about marriage today. It was always fun. It's always fun. You're listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. Ultimately, I I work work for him. him.